Hello and welcome to this episode of Conscious Design. I'm your host, Ian Peterman, an author of the Conscious Design book. And today I'm excited to have Morgan Seibel. She's the executive director of WeCycle. They're helping recycle essential baby gear and get it to families in need who need it for their kids. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, so everybody loves a good origin story is where I like to start. So what got you to decide you want to take on the challenge of recycling lots and lots and lots of baby gear? Well, I guess the the answer to that is nobody else was doing it. Um, so WeCycle was started um, about 16 years ago. And um, our founders, Jamie Ritchie and Sunny Haydorn, um, had just become new moms and had all this baby gear that their children very quickly outgrown. And they looked to try to donate it and quickly found that most places um, don't take baby gear. And it was it was harder to give it away than they thought. Um, and this was probably before the times of Facebook Marketplace and, and things like that. Um, but they knew that how important these items were to new parents and um, how quickly kids outgrew things and how expensive they were and just wanted to be able to get those items to families that could use them. So that's how the idea for WeCycle came about and how, how we decided to start. Awesome. And, and how long how long have you guys been going? Yeah, since um, 2008. So, so you're 15, 15, yeah, 15 16, going on 16 years. That's, that's a long time. That's a lot of, that's a lot of baby gear for it sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know we talked about, you guys have a few different programs, um, but I would love for you to dive first into, cause I know there's, as you mentioned, there's not really even like Goodwills and other donation places don't take especially car seats or mm-hmm. I, we actually we, we have kids and we struggle to do even just like a, a stool like that would help your kid get up into the toilet to be able to use that it's like simple simple things or or uh yeah simple things you'd think you'd be able to get <laughs> get yeah. rid of for free right donate um yeah. what's Talk a little bit about that program and what you guys are able to do to be able to actually recycle those. Cause I know you don't just, you actually sort through it and hand out, but then you, I think you also mm-hmm. actually recycle in what most people think of. Yeah. So we cycle, we take donations in from the community um, on Tuesday mornings between nine and noon, and then Thursday afternoons between 12 and four each week at our warehouse. Um, and then one Saturday a month, and we take all different types of baby gear. We say anything and everything toddler for the most part, um, from cribs and car seats and strollers and, um, of course, new diapers and wipes and things like that as well. Um, but for our car seat recycling program, which I think is what you're, you're asking about is, um, any car seats that we get in, we check them for expiration and for recalls. So most car seats do expire between five and 10 years. Um, and according to the manufacturers, that's because um, the plastics can lose their 
strength and integrity, especially from being in cars that get super hot and super cold. So like a climate like Colorado um, could particularly lead to this, I guess. Um, so any car seats that we get that are either recalled or expired, or if they've been in an accident, um, we work with the Colorado State Patrol's office and Car Seats Colorado to be able to recycle those car seats. Um, and they are broken down into all of their materials. So plastics and metals and fabrics and any of the pieces that are in the car seat that don't have a typical purchasing stream for their materials um, get ground down into a fine powder that is used to seal landfills um, on like to keep greenhouse gases in is my understanding of it. Um, so really like the whole car seat gets gets utilized um, in one way or another, whether it's being actually recycled versus in being used for something else. Amazing. Well, that's yeah. awesome. That's, and then of course, great. oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, of course, any car seats that we get in that do pass those tests of not being expired, not recalled, never been in an accident, um, we are able to pass those along to families that need them. So it's usually about half the car seats we get in, um, we're able to pass along and then half of them we do have to recycle. Well, it's awesome. You have a, you have an actual path to getting rid of <laughs> those yeah. and you, giving them a new life somehow. That's exactly. awesome. Now you mean obviously there's a bunch of other products that you're able to recycle and, and reuse. Kind of overall, how does that do you are you able to recycle other things as well that aren't reusable or in a way? Like yeah. how do you handle however many it is that you, you guys get every year? Sure. We we do our best to try to recycle anything that we're not able to pass along. Um, so oftentimes um, we get a lot of textiles in, whether that's like clothing or bibs or burp cloth, things like that, blankets. Um, and if they are stained or ripped or have missing buttons, um, anything that we wouldn't feel good giving gifting to somebody, um, we work to have those uh, recycled. So we work with textile recyclers to do that. Um, okay. This one was kind of a fun one. Um, there was a recall on a certain type of nursing pillow. And so we still continue to get them. It was a pretty popular um, brand. And whenever we get those, it turns out while they're not safe for babies, they make really good cat beds. Um, so we've oh. found animal shelters that will take them. Um, we've worked with electronics recyclers to recycle breast pumps. Um, I, we used to have a volunteer that would come and bring pickup cribs that were uh, we weren't able to give out. Um, because all of our cribs have to be manufactured in 2012 or newer. So if we would get any okay. in that did not meet that criteria, um, they would take them to a children's museum and be able to use them in like the maker's lab and make all sorts of stuff with them. Oh, so nice. we try to not throw out um, as much as little as possible, I would say. So you guys, you really have to be aware of all because I have no idea that it, that 2012 limit what what happened regulatory wise yeah. on cribs so there's been a couple changes um in the last well i guess that puts us probably around 10 or so years ago um where they 
the guidelines on spacing in between the bars of the cribs has changed um, and also mm. labeling of the cribs. So every crib has um, a data manufacturer sticker on it um, that we're able to check and just make sure that it is within the time frame since the latest rules have changed. Got it. So you guys are you guys are really on top of all of that thing is you're you're having to keep track of what are the regulations if they've changed and you're so you're kind of you're also able to be that resource then for all of us other people that don't yeah <laughs> don't keep track yeah, we're, of all we're of that. on all sorts of recall lists um i just saw one come out yesterday i don't know if you're familiar with those um like applesauce pouches um, oh yeah okay but some of the apple cinnamon ones have been recalled because um something with the raw cin cinnamon um and i want to say like lead i don't i might be well, getting that wrong but i think that's what it was oh man so just are you able to help so that's a is that a food item then yeah so you're so able we, to help with re general recall then too yeah so really like any recalls that affects the products we would handle so those okay. applesauce pouches and baby food pouches um fall under that um and then we do distribute a lot of infant and toddler formula other than that we don't usually we don't have a lot of food um but we are serving infants and toddlers their their sources of nutrients um in those capacities right well you guys are probably in, impacted by that um that giant recall on baby formula it was a couple years ago yeah you know i'm it's yes i'm glad you actually mentioned it because most people think it was like gone and done and um it's not so we oh it's cycled, still not done it's still not done it's gotten better and for like the average family that needs one can of formula at a time from a store usually you can find the type that you need now which mm. was not the case um during the height of everything but um, as an organization, we've really lost our ability to purchase formula in bulk. Um, oh, so wow, prior okay. to the shortage, um, we were able to purchase from Costco and we've explored purchasing direct through manufacturer, but the price buying it through Costco was significantly more affordable than buying it through the manufacturer directly. Um, wow. But Costco still has a purchasing limit of four uh for formulas, uh, two of the infamil yellow and two of the purple at a time. So that's been a huge struggle over the past couple of years to navigate. Um, and of course, parents don't want to change the type of formula that their children are um, utilizing. And um, we're still seeing like sometimes store shelves only have the purple version of the infamil and then the next month they'll only have the yellow. So there's definitely still disruptions. Um, oh. in that supply chain that have not corrected themselves quite yet. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize we don't have an, any infants right now. So I hadn't realized because it kind of died down. Like it's not a topic yeah. that comes yeah. up really, but that's great because it's yeah. been, that was, it's been like three years, hasn't it? It's I think been... it was probably about two years ago. Or two, um, okay. And yeah, I think the problem is it's like most people are not buying mass quantities of formula. Um, right. But we feel is because we're supporting um, right now an average of 2000 children a week. 
Um, oh, so wow. not necessarily okay. all of them are on formula, but those under a year and that are not able to um, breastfeed for one reason or another rely on formula for their sole source of nutrition. Um, but I don't think it's as newsworthy because it doesn't affect the everyday person that's going to the store as much. Interesting. That's crazy. I would never have guessed that they would have charged more either. I caught Costco is uh, cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and that, and it was, but yeah, we just can't buy it in bulk there anymore. Right. Tried real hard. So if anybody listening has uh, any pull to some execs at Costco that would let us buy quantities of formula again, we would greatly appreciate that. Yeah. I need to be, to be able to distribute that out to people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I mentioned it because it's a whole, it's a yeah. whole thing <laughs> going it is. on. Wow. Well, that's great. That's great that you guys are able to, hopefully you'll be able to order in bulk again and be able to distribute, but that's great that you guys are able to help with those uh, recalls. Cause I think that's one of the biggest right things that you worry about yeah. <laughs> is making sure that, you know, if a recall has happened, cause there's uh, from manufacturers, I've gotten stuff, you know, six months later, they finally find mm-hmm. me. Um, right. And that's like, well, I've already eaten it, used it, whatever it was. Like it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it. you get, um, but we try to try to make sure that we are really on top of those. And, and especially in the baby gear space, there are recalls, I think, more often than in many other industries. Interesting. So you guys, so that's actually quite a few recalls going on for products then in that space. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's, that's never good. <laughs> yeah. We, we talk about them every week at our team meeting. So to make our whole team aware of, of them. Um, and I would say each week there's at least usually at least one to two a week. And, a lot. and a lot of them like are items that we wouldn't, we don't necessarily have, but need to just be aware of in case, in case they come through. Right. Well, kind of going back back to your programs so you guys have have this recycling and then obviously the ones that are are good for use being able to pass those on but you guys also have a few other programs yeah dive into those sure so our main program is called our essential baby gear program and we talked a little bit about that um but essentially that's the gear that comes in from mostly community members that are done with it and it's new and gently used items. Um, And then we distribute that out through a network of 60 nonprofit partners that we work with that are serving families of infants and toddlers in all different sectors of the community um, throughout Colorado. And then under the umbrella of that program, we have what we call our mobile baby essentials events. So two to four times every week, WeCycle is going out into the community um, throughout the metro area and as far as Colorado Springs for these events. And we are partnering with food banks where food banks can give out food and WeCycle gives out diapers, wipes, baby food, formula, clothing, and other items just depending on um, the location and the need. Um, And so each of those events um, serve an average of 200 plus children um, in that two hour span. And we try to make them um, in convenient locations for families, often in food deserts, don't have access to resources 
So um, we try to eliminate the financial barriers for families to accessing essential baby supplies, as well as the transportation barriers that exist by going into different neighborhoods and having these pop-up events. Um, so that was something that started uh, in April of 2020, um, right after the world shut down. And um, we saw that a lot of our partner agencies were working remotely or um, not seeing clients in person, but we knew that the families we serve um, were in populations most affected by, by the pandemic and knew that they needed access, especially to, we've been kind of calling them the essentials of the essentials, um, the diapers, wipes, baby food formula, um, and clothing. And so that's when we started these events and we haven't looked back. Um, we partner with a variety of organizations. We work really closely with, we don't waste, um, they're really cool, uh, nonprofit here, food recovery organization in Denver um, as well. We work with Food Bank of the Rockies, Karen Share um, down south, Broomfield Fish and Community Food Share. So we try to have a wide range of, of partner agencies so that we can really expand the reach of our services as well. Um, and so those are our mobile baby essentials events. And then we also have our diaper bank. Um, so WeCycle runs the largest diaper bank in Colorado. And um, this year we are hoping to distribute 6 million diapers. And we have a network of 150 plus organizations throughout the whole state of Colorado that are able to order supplies of diapers and wipes from WeCycle each month to be able to serve the families that they're serving throughout the state. Um, and what else can I tell you about? Um, we also have our environmental preservation program. So under this program, that's where we operate our car seat recycling that we talked about. And then also our newest program is called our clothing for all program. And this program is super cool. Um, we target um, a demographic of folks that could afford to buy new clothes, but we're asking them to choose not to and make that conscious decision to choose to live more sustainably and um, opt for gently used clothing for their kiddos. And I know we are just on uh, video or audio right now, but I, when I'm giving a tour, I'm like, well, look, like I have had these shoes since ninth grade because I am five feet tall and have not grown. Um, but my children wear shoes for one season and then they're done um, and they all still have so much life left. So through our clothing for all program, we invite people to come and shop for free for clothes. Um, and we have events just throughout the year where we um, pop up in different places and, and offer clothing like that. Um, so it's really cool because it's people that donate to WeCycle can then come back and get the next size up or um, be able to just not perpetuate the problem of com of consumerism and everything needs to be new um, and not using things to their fullest extent. Hey, it's Ian here. So glad you're enjoying this episode of Conscious Design. If you want the full scoop on Conscious Design, what it is, how we do it, how you can do it, then check out our book. We wrote it so creative entrepreneurs like you can code social and environmental responsibility right into your brand's DNA. You can download the first chapter for free. Link is in the description. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. I love that. And you, I know you guys are really, I love what you're doing, and it's Colorado-focused. I would love to jump a little bit because we talked 
when you guys were kind of starting and, and getting things going, one of the things you tried to do was partner with other groups and and do something like that. Is that is that something that you guys are thinking about offering, allowing other people to, to basically expand your network outside of Colorado or or yeah. is it just are you guys swamped? taking care of Colorado. Yeah, it's definitely a conversation that comes up for us um, from time to time. Um, At this point, we are focusing really, really hard on serving the whole state of Colorado and doing that really well. Um, I wouldn't say like never would we expand to New Mexico or Wyoming or something like that, but I think our immediate goals are continuing to serve more and more Colorado infants and toddlers and um, just broadening the the reach and depth of our services. All right. And, and you guys have a lot of collaborations. It sounds like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a uh, not just working alone in a oh. vacuum to make what make happen what you're doing. What what do you think is is one of the biggest things that's helped you guys build those partnerships out because I know collaboration can be hard <laughs> to to do but you guys over the course of a decade you guys have really yeah really built I, some amazing partnerships yeah I think partnership has really been integral and built into our model from from day one and it really started out that we didn't have a background in social work and we we didn't mm-hmm. have the expertise to provide a full spectrum of services that a family needed um, and we also recognized how much space time effort it takes to source baby gear and get it into a condition that is safe and clean and ready to be given out um, and I've never met a caseworker that has extra time like people they have too many clients on their caseload like yeah um so I think we just figured out like what it was that we could offer um and how we could get really really good at doing that part of it so that we can support our partners in being really really good at doing what they do um and so if we right now we have a wait list of 92 organizations that want to be onboarded um, to receive baby gear from WeCycle. And when oh, we wow. look at adding a new organization, the first question and the first thing that really determines whether or not we can do that is do we have the capacity now that we're meeting our current clients' needs, our current partners' needs? Mm. Um, and then do we have an excess of what we call like our highest demand items, which te- for the last 15 years have been the same? It's car seats, it's cribs, it's strollers, and particularly double strollers. Um, and the there's high ticket items, people use them for longer. Um, and so if um if the answer is yes so like w- there have been times where we found ourselves where we had so many cribs we're like oh my gosh and they obviously take up a lot of space um so we're like okay it's time time to add some new partners on um but we want our partners when when they place an order for items from WeCycle 
the vast majority of the time, I'd love for it to be hundred percent of the time, but I'll settle for the vast majority of the time that we want to have what they need um, so that they know that they can count on WeCycle to get a car seat so that the baby they're working with can leave the hospital. Um, mm. and so, or things like that, because if, if the answer is like, well, sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't, then they need a storage room in a place where they probably don't have space already and like in their office where they're right. collecting car seats and strollers and the cribs and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I think I may have went off on a tangent a little bit, but that was I good. hope Tangents answered your original question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's important because that's one of, I feel like that's one of the hardest parts in creating anything that's a circular economy or being able to create this as the infrastructure, right? Of you got to take it, take that item, make sure it's ready to be used and then bring it to people. And so you guys are, you guys are completing the loop basically of being able to take that. And it sounds like you guys work with a lot of like caseworker, hospital, those kinds of people. And you're, you're almost a, uh, a, a supply store. And yeah, in, in a, a way of, of is to, like the, to those people yeah, and logistics and yeah. <laughs> you fill a lot of gaps in there, but they matchmaker, they really I think maybe is a good one too. That too. Yep. I can see. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. And as you guys, you guys have grown, obviously you guys didn't start with all of these programs and do, <laughs> doing all of this. What, what has been your biggest as you've grown, how have you decided, oh, this is, this is worth it, or this would be helpful? Is it, I'd imagine, because you have so many partnerships, you're able to really get a, a pulse and a feel for what's needed out there. Yeah. But I guess kind of your, your process on how do you, how do you decide in a smart way, <laughs> how, yeah. how to add on the next great thing you guys are going to do? So I would say um, it's a few things. First, I think we're always looking for the gaps, like where is there a gap that we can fill? And and to find those gaps, it's asking the right questions and asking the right people. And um, so we are constantly opening up um, forms and collecting feedback and talking to our partners and talking to the recipients of our gear and asking mm. like, hey, what, what are you still needing and what, what, what's missing? Um, so that's a big part of it. Um, I would also say we've built our programming with scalability in mind. So um, with Art. funding and with staff capacity, like we can continue to expand and, and serve more families. Um, space is another really limiting factor for us right yeah. now. Especially those trips. Um, yeah. Um, and so I think that looking for the gaps is a big part of it. And then... Um, just tr not being afraid to fail. Like we, we try it and then we revisit and we see what parts are working and what needs tweaking. And it's a constant evolving. Um, I mean, baby gear went like, doesn't stack well. Um, every manufacturer like makes it just a little different just so you can't stack it. Um, so that like we've true. spent 15 years, like coming up with the best ways to sort and store and inventory and, um, then we've changed them, right? As as we find new ways. And so I think that's a big part too, just being um, able to pivot, able to make, make a decision and go with it and just see how it works. Um, and then 
be willing to drop it if it doesn't work. Um, one thing I, I can think back, oh gosh, probably 12 or so years ago now, um, we really wanted to get cloth diapers to all the families that we serve, um, being we cycle and being that our mission is twofold about supporting infants and toddlers and also supporting the environment. Um, we thought that would be a really great move. Um, and it was very quickly a lessons learned for us. Um, mm. so the majority of daycare sites will not accept cloth diapers. Um, and for a single mom that's working multiple jobs, um, they don't, they often don't have the capacity to also care for cloth diapers in a way that they need to for a child to stay safe, clean and safe and healthy. Um, right. and so a lot of the families we serve don't have their own washing machines, um, and okay. laundromats don't allow you to wash cloth diapers in them. So that one for us was like, it was a lesson learned and it was like, okay, well, we get it. Um, the, the, while this option might work for some families and we still do offer cloth diapers to families that request them, the vast majority of families we serve, it's just, just not a feasible option for, um, so things like that. That's good. I mean, it's, it's all learning. So as long as you don't take it personally, you just learn from, learn from it right. and then adjust. You try not to take it personally. Sometimes it feels it, but most of the time oh, we know we're, like we know we, okay. we're doing our best, right? I think all of us are, are trying to do our best, um, with what we've got. Yeah. I, I love that approach. It's, it's the best way. And I think as long as you, yeah, don't, even if it feels personal, don't let it, don't <laughs> let it uh, sit there too long. You'll, you'll uh, make more progress if you just keep, keep growing and keep testing out new ideas. And yeah. uh, it's great. It's great that you're willing to do that. And it's worked. Obviously you guys have been around 15 years and still going still still, still going. supporting people have 95 <laughs> people who want to become partners yeah so uh, you must be doing something something right to have have a backlog of, right. of people wanting to work with you guys which is great um yeah. hopefully more I'm sure there's other programs but you guys have seem to be doing such a great job it would be great to see more more of this type of thing in other states as well and areas and Maybe someone will will come and want to partner with you guys and open up a, a chapter somewhere else and yeah and, and grow. There definitely are some organizations doing similar work through throughout the country. Um, there are diaper banks um, in I don't know about every state, but most states have at least one diaper bank, um, and then. I found some of those diaper banks have the gear, baby gear components to them, and others are just focused on diapers. I feel like the gear is the hard part, right? And you've, yeah. you've been able to find the right recycling partners, which is, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Be able to actually recycle. Cause those are, there's a lot of different components to those. Just, just a car seat, right? It's, it's, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot yeah. to it. So recycling isn't necessarily easy. So you, the fact that you guys were able to come up with a great solution that you're able to utilize the whole mm -hmm. thing. That's, that's really right. great. So yeah. Kudos to you guys in in figuring that out, and hopefully anybody listening who doesn't know how to do that, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah I mean, really, we've been the Colorado State Patrol has really been really instrumental in that. Amazing. Yeah. Well, 
before we wrap up, and this, this has been really great, I just wanted to make sure you have some space to anything that we missed or you want to share. And then also for anybody who's wanting to be a part, volunteer, partner, I know you got a backlog, but in case yeah. somebody wants a partner anyway. Totally, um, reach out. How do people um, find you? What's the best way to reach out? Yeah, so um, our website is wecycle.org. So it's w-e-e-c-y-c-l-e.org. Uh, -E -E and um, we are always looking for volunteers. We are firm believers of the many hands make light work saying. Um, and we offer tons of really fun volunteer opportunities, um, both for adults and some for families, which I think is really important in raising our next generation of givers and doers. Um, and so our website has more information on those. We love corporate groups that want to come and do team building volunteer days with us. Um, and so we love volunteers. And then, um, as you might know, Colorado Gives Day is coming up on December 5th. So we rely very heavily on donations from the community to be able to keep on recycling. Um, so if folks find themselves in a place where they have something to give, no, we say no gift is too small and we would be grateful to receive donations. Um, and yeah, partners, we always recommend reaching out. We do have events for our waitlist partners when we have capacity or there's just, there's so many ways that we can partner. Um, so just definitely reach out. Fantastic. And for everyone listening, I, we will have links in the description to make it so you can just click on those. And I really, I appreciate your time, Morgan. It's been great. I love what you guys are doing. And thanks for being on our show. Thanks so much for having me. It's been really fun. Mm -hmm.